already know who it is. It's the radioactive pop with Danny Limelight. United Wrestling Network, World Heavyweight Champion. And make sure you tune into the Alliance blog every week. You heard it here first. Straight from Poppy. Are you ready? Power. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm building an alliance. God bless the internet. Okay, let's party. It's showtime. It's time for the Alliance Guys Podcast, with your hosts Kevin Frazier, Jaden, DKM, and Jay Cal. Can you believe that there are some people in this world that did not tune in to the Alliance Blog Podcast? Shame on you! Shame on you! My name is Ella Indy, and I'm one half of the NWA Women's World Tag Team Champion. And I'm Kizzy Page, the other half of the NWA World Women's Tag Team Champion. And you better go listen to the Alliance Blog, what is it called? Podcast, period. You're ugly. Hey guys, check this out. I am officially now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink made to give you focus with no crash. If you guys are like me, you're always needing a burst of energy, especially with one with no crash. Dubby contains vitamins, amino acids, a nootropic, and 150 milligrams of caffeine. It keeps me awake with no jitters, guys. Check it out. Merch link is in the bio. Dubby. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Alliance Guys podcast, a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com. I have some W right here, and let me tell you, I, I've been drinking it all day, and I've got no jitters at all. Look at that. Steady as she goes, fellas. What's up, Jeremy? How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've been getting reversed in my wiggles and, and, and Yo Gabba Gabba songs today. Oh, yeah. the life of a grandfather, of course. Right. Uh, uh, do you have you guys put Bluey on for for your little ones? What is that? Uh, Bluey. It's a Disney Plus show. Bluey. No, I don't. I don't have Disney Plus. Bluey is uh, one that you'll like, even if you watch it just on YouTube. It's 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 good stuff. I'll have to check that out. It's it's a good kid. It's a good kid. So, hey, man, you weren't here yesterday, so you missed out on hanging out with the other guys. So I thought you would like to hang out with me tonight on, you know, on the main show. So uh, welcome. What's going on? Not much. Not much. I got a job today. What's that? I got a job today. Well, congratulations, man. What are you doing? Uh, Remote customer service work. That's even better, man. You can do that from the comfort of your own home. That's amazing. It's for... a luxury brand. I won't put the name out there, but it's for a luxury clothing brand, even. Ooh. Well, punk rock kids slinging luxury clothes. What you know about that? I don't know a whole lot, but uh... <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I'm going to find <laughs> out, though. I- I'm still wearing my NWA fam shirt that I believe Will Martin designed back in the day. So, uh, uh, yeah. But, uh, our pal Luthes says, you know, St. Louis's own Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Yeah. What what do I know about Yo Gabba Gabba? 
I know the Biz Marquee was on there, and he brought Biz's beat of the day, and that's what made me tune in. I uh, so this is a genuine story, and I'm not trying to get too emotional here. But when my uh, when my father was in the hospital, uh, after having a heart attack, my my oldest daughter, who was like five at the time, walked into there and said, uh, started singing Yo Gabba Gabba songs like, "Don't worry, don't worry, it'll be nope. all right." And I. I'm sitting over there like, she's right, Dad. It's going to be fine. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, uh, good stuff going on. Uh, already got our first Tyrus joke of the day uh, Willie from our good pal, Willie Bowen, who says, Tyrus is going to do a reboot of Man vs. Food, the next meal. Look, uh, we're already, they already say we're dealing with food shortages, Willie. Don't. That's, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> so uh we just uh we just played uh some of the closing moments of danny limelight winning the united wrestling network world championship now i know this is the nwa podcast but really we're the alliance guys we can cover any alliance we choose to the united wrestling network is one of those alliances danny limelight winning the world's heavyweight championship from jordan clearwater i was there live i got to see it uh you know jeremy i know you're a fan of both memphis and championship wrestling what are yes. your thoughts on Danny Limelight becoming the new world uh, champion? I, it's something you get, you, you gotta love to see, right? I mean, the the bill as we were talking backstage before the show, the way that they built up Clearwater, and then in the same time they were doing that slow burn build of Limelight in the background, to where he was just getting the entire crowd behind him, you know. And he was the bad guy that you loved to that that you hated to love and loved to hate, you know. And it, it was just a it, thing, of beauty, the way that they did it. The wild thing about it too is when you think about it, right? You just said that he was the boy, the good, the bad boy that they loved to hate. You know that bodega when they came in, King, you know, King Fat Boy, Papo Esco. And Danny Limelight, they were not baby faces. No. Uh, the crowd took to them. And it took, you know, like, in what's what's wild. And, and uh, you know, Danny and I talked about this on the uh, sessions that we did uh, last week nope. before the title defense. Irvine, for, for those of you who don't live in Southern California, is a very, um, it's not that diverse of a community. It's very uh, high end. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to use my words carefully here, but uh, it's not very affluent with a Latin community. There we go. That's a good way of saying it, right? There's not a lot of Spanish-speaking people in Irvine, and the way there's that a lot of there's a lot of saltines there. <laughs> you, got, you guys serve cracker? Oh, we serve everybody. Uh, uh, and and Danny was able to connect with that audience. And and again, this is goes to how great of a performer he is. Because it wasn't just the moveset in the ring. It's those impassioned promos uh, when he's in the ring, outside of the ring, talking to that fans uh, somewhere. And I don't have it readily accessible, but I have after the show, like you saw Danny talking, you know, putting over this podcast. But I had to wait about 45 minutes to get that because there was just literally hundreds of, of the fans there wanting to take pictures with the champ. Uh, you know, want to take pictures with the title. 
and it was like 40 degrees outside. The guy's wearing his wrestling trunks right by a door, and it was cold as hell. And this guy is just, yep, I'm here. I'm going to do it. And he talked to every single one of them. Hell, he even had the original Black Ranger from the Power Rangers there in attendance to be like, hey, man, I'm so proud of you because they've, they've done work wow. together before. It really was something else, man. I was I was blown away by the positive, like, not shocked by the positive reaction, but I was blown away by how many people were there wanting to see the champ, wanting to take photos with them. And uh, he obliged, of course. Uh, and, and that's what he does. That's 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 what he do. And seeing that and, and that that's another thing that that right there, that's a champion, yeah. you know, good, good, bad and different. A champion is going to be there to hold that strap up high and, and, and have his picture taken with it, have his picture taken with the fan, whether he, whether he likes them or not, you know, because that's what a champion does. He proudly displays that. And, well, let's, let's be honest for a minute. I'm sure Danny loved that moment. I'm sure he was eating oh, it up. for sure. He, you know, he was like, again, I don't want to go too much into the other podcast. You guys can watch it if you want the, uh, the sessions with Jay Cal was like a couple weeks ago. It's still available on the YouTube channel. It's still available on twitch.tv and uh, also on, on Spotify and everywhere else. Um, I mean, he talked about how, like, you know, how thirsty he is to be successful and how nobody would take a chance on him. And finally, uh, you know, Dave Marquez took a chance on him. And, you know, I'll tell you this a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, actually, I was sitting there and this is still when uh, Jordan Clearwater was firmly your world's heavyweight, your world champion in the United Wrestling Network. And there hadn't been a clear cut uh, heir to that title. They, they were still trying to determine the, no the number one contender. And I pulled right. Dave Marquez to the side and I said, hey, man, who is your best talker in the company? You know, who is the guy that sells the tickets based on promos? He's like, Danny, no, nope. no doubt about it. And and he is. And, you know, it, it's interesting because they've already got that show lined up in January, uh, January 14th in Mesa, Arizona. I'll be there. So you guys will have some cool pictures and videos to look forward to. Uh, but he's, he's going to be taking on Eddie Kingston. And uh, I'm just uh, very excited to see what's next for uh, championship wrestling united wrestling network and of course the world champion danny limelight oh yeah oh yeah uh more congratulations for our boy danny limelight uh willie sends out his congratulations uh our pal tim says his congratulations he wants to see king uh, king fat boy in the nwa too the beast right? of the bodega uh, we talked about this months ago maybe even years ago uh we wanted um we wanted trevor murdoch Oh, you know, it was when he was the he when he was the television no not television the national champion. We wanted Trevor Murdoch versus uh, 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 Papo Esco. Yep. Well, and you you and Papo even talked about it in your interview with him, and he right. touched on it. And he's even gone on Twitter and he'd love to he'd love to step foot in there. And I don't you know, know I, I don't know what's holding the NWA back. I, I mean, look, maybe they don't think he's marketable. Maybe they don't like his style of wrestling. Uh, but when I look at all the hosses that uh, Billy Corgan and Pat Kenny have seemed to have accumulated over the last year and a half, it's like that guy would fit right in. I mean, he's perfectly. Not, he's not a six four, three hundred pound guy, but he's easily like six two, you know, yeah. three hundred pound guy. He's a big yeah. dude. He'd, he's a 
big beast of a man, you know, and he would he would mesh perfectly into the NWA roster right now. And in so, like a, no one's advocating that you put him into a world title match right off the bat. Like, just give him a shot. Yeah, bring him in. Let, let him let let him work a season, yeah. you know. And fifty-fifty book him even if you wanted to. I, just let him show the crowd what he can do. And one season, I, one show would 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 win enough people over. But the, a season would definitely have everyone clamoring, going, "We need this guy back." I think you put that guy in the ring with somebody like um, AJ Kazana or Anthony Anderson. You know, a guy who's big enough that when they step into the ring with each other, they're it's not two little guys. It's just two, right? You know, two bigger guys. I think you would yep. get a, a positive reaction. Oh yeah, oh and, yeah. And, and he can go as a, a a heel just as much as a baby face too. It works both ways. And he can have. And I, I I'm not trying to disparage our current champion. But he can have a distance match on top of that. Yeah. I mean, he, he he's not a, a, a Chris Adonis or, or Odinson-built guy by any means, but he could easily pull a 30-minute match. Well, you see him, like, when he worked with um, – because you watch a lot of championship wrestling, I'll, I'll pull from that. Uh, the match that he had with um, Jordan Cruz – well, Cruz won the title. Was off the charts. Uh, very, uh, a very strong match for both men. But Jordan Cruz obviously going over. But then he also had the match with uh, with with uh, Zicky Dice, which was really yep. good. And it's like, you know, I, I Jordan Cruz isn't the typical NWA wrestler, but Zicky Dice was. I mean, he was a right. former TV champion, and and he's not a small guy by any stretch no. either. He's a you know. Really, when you look at Zicky Dice and how he's sculpted himself, that's another guy that you have to pat on the back. Like, wow, he's yeah. he's putting in the work. He, yeah, from but what I, he from when from when he first came in and I first seen, saw him in the NWA to now, there is a very noticeable body change, and you can tell he has taken his impact role very seriously. When uh when he when I first was introduced to Zicky Dice. This was uh, probably in 20, I want to say 17. It's yeah. when Tim Storm first started coming around to championship wrestling. Okay. And Zicky Dice was just an ancillary guy. They, you know, he, he drove in from Northern California with the, the NorCal guys. Yeah. And he was a lot bigger, a lot slower, um, still as charismatic, but just not right. as in ring uh, built as he is now. And, and it just, Let's see the transformation that guy has done in just a short amount of time. We're talking about five years. Yep. Yeah, he looks like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you know, it's paid off. He's on impact now, you know. And while it's not it, it's not a main event role, he he's in storylines and stuff, and he's a regular fixture on there. So good on him, you know. I, Absolutely. I, that's another guy that, that I I, I – I clicked with really quick and whenever the NWA came on and I liked what he was, I liked his in-ring style. I liked the gimmick that he had going and stuff, you know, but you could see where there were areas for him to grow and he has grown in those areas. 
it's it's one of those deals like and again i don't want to jump back in the way way back machine time machine right but uh imagine if we never had that global pandemic and the trajectory that the nwa was heading at the time with zicky dice right with ricky freaking starks with eddie kingston on the roster you know what I mean? eddie kingston was like um I know that the plan was eventually to get him into the world title picture, but him and homicide were basically working as a tag team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you look at the, you know, you had Eli Drake, you know, LA Knight and James storm as your tag team champions. I mean, we had so much really good quality talent. I'm not saying we don't have great talent now, but I'm just, uh, you always kind of have to wonder what if, you know, if that if, if we never got shut down with that global pandemic, what would have happened? They had they had such a strong foundation of new upcoming talent that was supported by seasoned vets that people wanted to see and you felt could still go and could. Yeah. You know, and yeah, like you said, the trajectory, because they were averaging on YouTube on a live stream roughly – 45 to 5,000 people or more. Yeah, no, that at some point, like uh, their weekly views in that first season, the first two seasons, like, okay, the first season when they first came out, they easily were hitting 200,000 views that first season. Now, everything that yeah. happened with Jim Cornette and everything else, that did take a toll, but they were still averaging, in a, you know, in about a one to two week basis, they were getting 100,000 views on those shows. Like yeah. hundred thousand views, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't think they're doing that now. In fact, now, now, now I'm compelled to look. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I can so tell I you can... already that they're not just just from the just from the 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 audience in the live chats have have dropped significantly. So, so let's see. So the the last episode of power that was released. So six days ago, that one is sitting at 35,000 views and it has bully Ray on the, on the, uh, on the front of it. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the NWA USA episode from Saturday had 17,000 views. The 20 man rumble, uh, which was, uh, the last Saturday, I guess that was the, um, the last of the, uh, yep. The wildcat show that one has 28,000 views. Uh, the last, episode of power with Rolando had 22,000 views. So, I mean, like those numbers are, are pretty low now. Like with that being said, if you go and look through some of the higher viewed episodes, they have some of them up to like 146 K looking right. at another one here. That's 140 K, but all in all, like those numbers are way down from when they, what they used to have, like yeah. way significantly yeah. down. Anyways, um, there's, and there's a lot of reasons for that too. It's, you know, they, they, in some ways, they kind of killed their own momentum when they pulled everything off of YouTube for that for that time. Um, yeah. Then they released, uh, you know, the edited versions of the original Primetime Live series with the NWA matches. They called it NWA Shockwave or something like that. Yeah. Um, and those did really well, too, you know, because those were initially on pay-per-view. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of dirty, like, those were Marquez's pay-per-view dollars, and then uh, the NWA released them as uh, YouTube specials. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that was something that was probably in the fine print, though, that Billy worked in there. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I, 
But it, it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, he just, eh, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, like, look, the, I mean, it's his content, right? It's his champions, right? it's his wrestlers, you know, um, even if it was uh, uh, booked on someone else's dime. But that's neither here nor there. Let, let's get back to and, the modern times. You know, we've got. And if Marquez had, a, had an issue with it, I'm sure that, you know, he'd have pulled the trigger. Well, do you see those uh, see those matches on YouTube anymore? Because I don't. Oh, this is true. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, um, so God, I, I love Dave Marquez. He, I've known Dave Marquez since 2002. The first time I ever saw him was at the Angels World Series. Uh, I'm a huge baseball fan. I was there for the Game Seven when they beat the Giants in the World Series, and Dave Marquez was around there with a video camera. Now, let me let me rephrase that. That's not the first time I saw him, but that's the first time I like I, he really stood out to me because I knew he was working with a wrestling promotion called Epic. Okay. Uh, we had a short-lived wrestling promotion out here, and he was the uh, kind of like an on-air personality, like a not really an announcer, but kind of like a commentator. It, okay. He he was the mean Gene Okerlund back on that program. Okay, and uh, and and uh, Excalibur famously had called him Gucci glasses. So for like for the first two years that I knew Dave Marquez, that's what he was. That's Gucci glasses. And then it turns out he actually had his hands in everything out here in Southern California, and now he's respected like a Don. Yep, like Godfather. So we have a uh, we have a few people in the chat, guys. Feel free to jump in anytime you want. Uh, we're we're talking a little bit of United Wrestling Network. We're gonna get to power uh, momentarily. We're gonna break down the championship series. We're gonna talk about all things NWA. Uh, one thing that you missed yesterday uh, that Dave and Tim talked about were the new contract signings uh, in the NWA. Of course, we know that Kerry uh, Morton was under some sort of deal with the NWA, but that has been extended. Now that he's a champion, uh, I'm, he'll be a part of the, the show for at least another year. We we have the signing of um, Misa Kate. And, and, of course, Joe Alonzo, who's been manifesting that for quite some time, that he would sign right. a contract. And, uh, Good on him. Yeah, no, that was amazing. Um, yeah. That guy works very, very hard. Uh, we've all seen it. We've seen some of his stuff in the NWA, obviously, but if you've watched what he was able to do in the Indies too, it's uh, he's a pretty competent wrestler, of course, trained by uh, 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 what's that guy's name? Brian something or other. I forgot his name. <laughs> Ego Fantastico. Oh, uh, Anthony. Yeah, Brian Anthony. No, no, that's not it. Wait, and I have to look it up because I feel like a moron. Ego Fantastico's Robert Anthony. Robert Anthony, there it is. You're Robert right. Anthony. What did I call him? Brian. Brian. <laughs> Jesus, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does kind of look like a Brian too, though. Sure. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel good. <laughs> But uh, a Brian, uh, <laughs> did it again. A, a Robert Anthony training uh, had a hand in training both um, Joe Alonzo and Misa Kate. So it's kind of cool to see some of his students get an opportunity in the NWA. Um, you know, this is this is important because we're seeing now 
Uh, Ring of Honor, it's kind of coming back. It, it won't be to a regular television. Uh, but it'll be a part of the Ring of Honor, uh, uh, Honor, Honor Roll program, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I think that they're going to be looking at um, starting to lock up some talent specifically for those Ring of Honor shows. So I think it's a smart move for Billy to start putting some of these younger talents under contract, getting them obviously the repetition to help grow, but also keeping them locked up so that they can't leave uh, when someone else comes calling. What, what do you think about that? Um, I, I think that all three of those are great talents to, to secure and lock down for however long that, that he's got them. Um, is definitely a smart move because I, I don't see, I don't see the three of them hanging around for too long if they weren't. It's, it's one of those things where, and it's a good problem to have. Um, there was another wrestling promotion called ring warriors. I'm not sure if you remember those guys yes. they were around for a bit. And I was talking to um, one of the promoters uh, of that program and he had said to me, hey, you know, if somebody starts using this talent or this talent, then that means we did a good job of scouting them first. And if they end up getting signed elsewhere, that means we were on to something. Yep. Which that's that's a great mentality to have. But if you have an option to lock them up to contract so that they don't go on to somewhere else, I mean, you have to do it. I mean, remember Thunder Rosa – she wasn't one of the first names that were introduced to that NWA uh, yeah. power family. Like she came in and I, I think it was uh, episode three or four of the first season. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as someone that was part of the press conference, she wasn't there. She wasn't mentioned. Um, she was kind of a surprise and she took off and, and, you know, look, look how far her career has gone since then. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, I think that that's potentially like, you know, you look at someone like Misa Kate, or Joe Alonzo, who knows what their upside is. Of course, Kerry Morton, um, you know, being the fact that he's a champion now, he had to have some sort of contract to lock him up, but it sounds like he's he's locked up even longer than a, a regular title. Well, and another good example of of not locking someone in is, is Ricky Starks, who's currently in the world title picture in AEW right now. Yeah, 100%. You're I mean, 100% correct with that. That one was... That one was one that did not surprise me at all that he got swooped up by somebody. But how much he has has grown in the short amount of time that he's been there because his, his screen time hasn't been... It's been limited here and there. And I know he was out for a while with an injury. Right. And that was but, a serious injury too. Yeah. But that's a guy that just inside, outside, sitting in the bathroom, wherever, that's a guy that is working on Ricky Starks and making that talent, that character, as best as he can be every waking moment of the day. And probably when he's asleep, too. I wouldn't be surprised if he's muttering promos in his sleep. Uh, yeah, for sure. Ricky, for sure. No doubt about it. Um, what about, let me ask you this question, because it's kind of okay. hit the news today, um, or maybe it was yesterday, with, with regards to Mandy Rose. Did you hear about that? 
I heard about that, and it, it, it's an intriguing story because, from what I understand, this is something that sh that she's been doing for a while now. Even after the whole where you can't have third-party affiliations or anything, you can't be a Twitch streamer or anything like that. And they had her drop the house, drop the belt at basically a house show. It was a lot. It was a live taping, but it wasn't a, a, a premium live event or anything like that. And all signs point to she's been fired, but this is the, this is the big E and I, I just, it just kind of feels like a work to me. A little bit like they could be bringing her into it could be just a way to bring her into the main roster and that's that's actually not a, uh, a bad you know it's not a bad concept i mean have obviously, her come in as a rogue well like here's the thing right so as somebody that has worked in corporate america i know like hey it is what it is sometimes right you know there's rules and stipulations that uh, you know maybe get ignored but when it uh, when it seems to um, facilitate what the company needs are, then it happens. And uh, right. you know, like, look, um, there's a, there's quite a few women in the NWA that have OnlyFans pages. You know, uh, Ella Envy just advertised thirty percent off of her OnlyFans page. You guys go check it out. <laughs> Want to plug my girl there? But um, that didn't sound right, and I apologize. <laughs> That's not what I intended. Excuse me. Um, well, proper. No, that one doesn't work right either. <laughs> no. Um, but but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, I, I know that Allison K has an account, and you know, there's there's quite a few women. Uh, I think even uh, Marty Bell has an account. There's quite a few women in the NWA that have an OnlyFans, and you know, I I haven't heard of any kind of sort of situation that would prevent them from being on OnlyFans, but I'm, I'm sure that could, you know, the reverberation, right? If the WWE right. can do it, what's stopping, you know, AEW or Billy Corgan or Impact from doing something like that? And now uh, I, I want to preface that I haven't seen the Same. content that was talked about, so I don't know, you know, if there was a nip slip or, or something like that, you know. And it, and it could very well be an actuality, but I, th I think it would be a good way for them to bring in her into the main roster, come in there angry like a, a, as a rogue, you know, and, and just, look, I was your longest reigning women's champion in NXT. I can, I can run roughshod over, over these, over your top women on the main roster, you know, and just come out of the crowd or by the something. way the master of fantasy booking <clears throat> dave scooby is in the house and he says bring mandy rose and a few other disgruntled wrestlers back as a new version of right to censor there you go that why not that would be interesting right to uncensor or, or, that, or, there you go right to uncensor. and that could and and, and you, that writes itself right there you know, yeah. you sold me as a sex pot on NXT for however many, however many 
months or years or whatever, you know, once you bumped me back down there, you sold me as the sex pot and then made me the longest reign. And now you want to, now you want to penalize me for it. That's the story right there. Yeah. I mean, if that's what they choose to do, obviously this could be a hundred percent, not a, not a sh- uh, work, but a shoot. And, uh, yeah. you know, like I had someone reach out to me and to talk about this and it's someone who is connected to the other side of the industry though, you know, not, not the wrestling side, but the, the other side. And they mentioned that, uh, some of those girls are making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. And you wonder like, uh, you know, was she getting paid more to do that than some of the actually work in the WWE? And that's quite possible. You know, a hundred percent. And I, you know, it, it could also be one of those that anything that they do do outside of the NW or the WWE is, is taxed a little bit. Yeah. And this is something that they just can't, they can't tax because they can't, Get their fingers involved in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, all in all, I I feel like that could have some reverberation in the NWA if at some point down the road, you know, you know, what happens if uh, somebody who does have one of those spicy content pages ends up going a little too spicy for Billy's taste. I mean, there's precedent set by the WWE, so it's it's kind of a a slippery slope, but... uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen next. Um, let's move to the uh, the the champions the champions series. Poyo had to correct me last week or uh, on Tuesday. I kept calling it the championship series, and you know that it's not the there's no ship in there. Uh, <laughs> it's the champion series. Um, this week we got a little bit more clarification on who's yeah. Who's on whose team? I guess who got drafted where, and it really did help when the NWA released um, some graphics that went on the social media accounts. I have a few of those here that'll help clear things up a little bit. Um, I think I'm missing actually a few of them, so let me see if I can pull up uh, the ones that I'm missing real quick. Um, let's see. I think that one and that one. So we have. Um, Oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> Sorry. Give me just a second, guys. I'm ill-prepared yet again. So we know that we have uh, Team Gold, which features Jordan Clearwater, obviously the golden boy, um, with uh, Magic Jake, which I guess is just a great – another excuse to keep him on TV because Magic Jake has been uh, injured. He's sidelined with a leg injury. Right. On that team, you have Mercurio. AJ Kazana, Chris Adonis, Natalia Markova, Roxy, and Anthony Andrews as your alternate. Um, what do you think of this team up, Jeremy? What do you think of this group? Well, as, as a group, they're all, I, I think that they're all people that you would naturally just team up together, right? Yeah. I, they're all kind of, <clears throat> kind of, uh, vanity based characters and, and and very egocentric so they all mesh really well together um i do like the fact that they are keeping uh magic jake on tv 
even if he even if it's in a non-wrestling capacity just the exposure alone you know keeps him fresh in everybody's mind and he's somebody that has a big upside as well uh i i again i this is a, if i was to pick a team i i these are people that i would pick easily you know the next team I have a graphic for would be Team Rebellion, which is uh, Mecha Wolf is your captain with Bastia being your alternate and your assistant. You've got Maxi Impaler, probably the most dominant female in all of the NWA at the moment. Excuse me, the most dominant non-binary person in all of the NWA. Uh, Ashley D'Ambrose, who I have no idea who she is, but uh, I want to see who she is. The aforementioned recently signed Joe Alonzo, Colby Carino, and of course the Dane event, Jack Dane. This team looks like a bunch of killers, if you ask me, especially the way Colby looked this uh, week on power. And, and, and again, I, I mean, just a great lineup of teams. Now, wasn't the, the, the Ashley D'Ambrose, didn't she pop up on an episode of USA? Uh, possible. I, yeah, you know what? I, yes, yes. You know, and now I think you're right. Um, I'm gonna and just. She was impressive. If I, if that's who it is that I'm thinking of, she, she was impressive, and that was somebody that I noted that that would be a good addition to the women's, to the women's roster for sure. And then, I mean, you got Colby, who is. As we know, this is probably our, our last little bit to get to see him. But, I mean, the work that that, that, that man's put in, and then the, the Dane event, Jack Stane, trademarked, registered, have to say it because Chris Silvo said so. That's right. Uh, Max Dan Paler, I mean, the name says it all. Max Dan Paler, I mean – they are what they are. And then Mecha Wolf as the captain, Joe Alonzo on there, Bastia666 as the alternate. I had, again, a, a group of hard hitters. I love that lineup. <laughs> I do too. I, and I feel like this champion, champion series, as opposed to the last one, I feel like there's a little bit more thought out. These yeah. teams make some sense. Yeah, um, and this is like a this is like a killer's row right here. Let's jump over to Team Pretty, which is also another murder's row of great talent. I mean, Kenzie Page is your captain, your women's tag team champion. Of course, Ella Envy is not the co-captain, but Aaron Stevens is. Now that's a smart move. That is that if is a brilliant move. If you're Kenzie Page, that's a strategy move. Yeah, that's a that's a very smart strategic move because Stevens also is an alternate. So in worst case scenario, he could step into the ring for you as well as as uh, help coach this team up. Of course, we had Trevor Murdoch and Rhett Titus team on this episode. We had Luke Hawk. Uh Our pal uh, Tim mentioned earlier that you saw La Rosa Negra in the audience a few weeks back. Uh, she was also she's part of this team, and of course Ella Envy. I'm a big fan of Ella Envy. Yeah, uh, this group is pretty solid. What What are your thoughts on this group? Uh, first off, I want to say that La Rosa Negra being in there is just that's goosebump material right there. I love that addition to the NWA. 
um, Rhett Tigris and uh, Rhett Titus and 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 Luke Hawks and Murdoch. I just you got three beasts right there. LNV. I mean, we all know she can go and then some. And like you said, the Aaron Stevens as the alternate and captain's assistant. That's just that's just a brilliant piece of strategy right there. I love that and then some. That is. I, I, I look at this group, and you know, you, look, Luke Hawk, look, has been so close to becoming an NWA World Tag Team Champion on numerous occasions. Right. Rhett Titus, a former Ring of Honor TV Champion, Trevor Murdoch, a two-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Aaron Stevens has held the tag titles and the national title, so he's a wealth of knowledge. Kenzie and Ella are your current women's champion. And La Rosa Negra, I mean, she's she's held women's championships all across the world. And, and as our pal Dave Scooby just pointed out, she could potentially be a new challenger for Camille, something that Camille hasn't seen in quite some time. Uh, you know, a fiery Latina who works a very snug style, very... Very, very much again, tough, what Thunder very Rosa. Snug. Yes. And and I, I I love Dave for bringing that up because that that right there got me excited for the women's division for that because that would be one hell of a matchup. Next up we have Team Great. Um interesting a dichotomy. I, I think they might have already been eliminated, no? I think so. Uh, but it was an interesting, at least, effort. I think anytime you can put Bully Ray on TV, I think that's good for the NWA. Of course, he is a, uh, a fixture now on Impact. He, In such a short time, he he kind of reclaimed that spot on Impact where he's even in the in the hunt for a, a title shot is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah. But you had Judeus, PJ Hawk. You had Angelina Love and Misa Kate, you know, recently signed to Misa Kate, uh, all led by the captain, the great Scion with his uh, pops, Austin Idol. And then you have Sal the Pal as an alternate. Um, you know, there's there's some holes in this team, but, yeah. uh, you know, on paper, it's not that bad. No, it's not. Uh, and I, I've said before that I'm not, I'm not that big on Judas. But he, he's he's st- he started to grow on me a little bit. He started to show a little bit more of his character outside of the horror core that is the sinister minister and and that miserable bunch. But yeah, it, it it's a it's a solid lineup. But I just I hope that they're. I hope that this leads to more of a storyline between Idol and Scion, and you find out that Idol just kind of bungled it all up behind the scenes and was just given really bad advice or something. You know. Well, that promo was so hard uh, that first week when he was like, uh, you know, I'm a good leader because Austin Idol made me a good leader. Where yeah. is Austin Idol? He's on yeah. important business. <laughs> He's out on important business. Yeah. Then uh, the next pairing we have, the next group is uh, Team Tyrus. Um, this one kind of is a little baffling to me. This team, uh, the, the makeup of this team, 
Um, Kayla Cassidy, it's again, uh, I believe that's another face we've seen in the past, but it yeah. hasn't really had a full-time uh, spot in the NWA until recently. Of course, Rolando is your alternate. He's been on fire as of late. Allison Kay looked very disinterested in even being a part of this team. And then you've yeah. got then you've got Carnage, who uh, you know, this new mystery man here in the NWA, this new mass wrestler, um, has been fun Poor to watch. Sir <laughs> we don't want to tell any secrets or, or do we? Um, this guy say it all. <laughs> There's no such thing as kayfabe. Uh, EC3 is a look, I, as far as I'm concerned, he's a potential threat to Tyrus's world heavyweight title. Oh, definitely. And then you got Thrill Billy Silas, who people have been calling on my uh, on my Instagram reels. Uh, is he the son of uh, Bam Bam Terry Gordy? And I'm like, huh. I didn't huh. Really picture that before, but yeah, yeah, he it does look fits like so well, though. He I didn't. Terry yeah, Gordy. it didn't click until you said it. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> holy cow, that is wow. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, the next one in the champion series uh, is uh, Team Brickhouse. Now, this is a group right here for sure. And um, well, they're already eliminated. And that's just – that's crazy. Tom Latimer I... is a guy that I think should be the world's heavyweight champion. Kratos is somebody who should always be a perennial threat to all the titles. Yeah. Um. I'm going to skip over to the question mark. Um, I love Maddie Rinkowski. Uh, Samantha Starr surprised me uh, in in uh, in uh, New Orleans, but I haven't been impressed with her since. Right. And of course, right. I'm a big Jeremiah Plunkett fan. Plunky. I got Plunkitis forever. I'll never get cured of it. And, and this is another stellar group, of course, Poil Damar. Who, uh, you know, let's not get too carried away. I love Poyo, but in terms of the NWA, she hasn't managed to champion yet. She hasn't brought anyone to the gold yet. But I mean, that could change very soon in the not too distant future. Right. And I thought it was odd that she got put on a team opposite of Silas. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, that's how we get chemistry and, and drama. But I mean, that's already. You know, Team Camille, Team Brickhouse has already been eliminated. So, yeah, uh, this although this group was uh, on paper looked pretty solid, uh, they got bounced in the first round. That takes us to uh, the next group, which is Team Fixer, which I believe they also got bounced. I believe you had the Captain Jay Bradley, Kylan King. Marty Bell, uh, of course, the Wrecking Ball, who's an alternate plus captain assistant, Odinson, Damage, and Rush Freeman. Did you hear uh, on that first episode of the Championships Champions series where Jay Bradley basically likened them to the Avengers? Yes. We've got yes. Thor. We've got a king. We've got a, a woman that speaks Spanish abroad, I think you called her. Yeah, yeah. Abroad then, that speaks Spanish, yeah. And, and then wrapped it all up with and Rush Freeman, which yeah. was, that popped me. 
And, and I also want to point out that when Rush was said that I, I can't, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he was like, this guy thinks he's smart. I have a degree. Does nobody <laughs> know that I have a degree? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rush, they don't care, buddy. That's why. <laughs> you and look then, good uh, in your little bow tie, buddy. That's all you got to do. Just stand there and look pretty in your bow tie. You and Brady keep strutting with your brother, Rolando. We'll see what happens next. Uh, and then lastly, we have Team Rock and Roll, which is another group of uh, – the, the, the women in this division is probably the most fierce. Uh, Carrie yeah. Moore, of course, your junior heavyweight champion with his pops, Ricky by his side. Draper and Mims looked really good in action this week, although they weren't successful. Alex Taylor proving to be the MVP of the squad thus far. And then you've got Taya freaking Valkyrie and Genocide. I mean, those are my 1A and 1B to – to be the team to take uh, uh, the title off of Camille. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, can we just talk a moment about Alex Taylor and how proud I am to see him back in the wrestling ring after that devastating ladder fall that he took onto the top rope. It didn't even take him out. It, he was I wrestling know, the next right? I, the dude's a machine. I just, he is one that, that, really grew on me whenever they paired him with, with, with Plunkett, you know, his, his stock really went up for me. And especially after seeing him take that fall and then come back the very next show, you know, that what right I, there. What I really like about Alex Taylor, uh, aside from being super tough, like you just mentioned is the fact that uh, he, he's another guy who, he came in into the NWA in pretty good shape, but he's even in better shape now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he looks great. Um, I mean, the guy came in ripped and, and somehow got even more ripped. <laughs> how many? How many? Uh, how many uh, cans can you fit in that six pack? You know what I mean? Like, I I, I'm think, not he a, could, I think he could crutch twelve in there. Maybe. Dave Scooby points out something. Hey, there's no Pope in the Champion Series. There's no Pope. There's no Jay the God. There's no, uh, I guess those are the there two. There are a lot of big names that aren't in there. And who knows? Like, and again, Pope is the biggest one that stood out to me, yeah. Pope and JTG stuck out to me. Uh, but I don't know if that's just because, you know, it, it was a weird. I don't think initially they were planning on doing this taping the way they did. And, yeah. and maybe they just couldn't get uh, these guys couldn't get out there, or maybe they just knew that they weren't going to need them. Um, I don't think by any shot that means that Pope is done in the NWA or JTG oh, no. is done. I just felt like oh, no. maybe they didn't want to use them for the series. They didn't have a, a compelling storyline for them, maybe. Well, maybe they're going to build them up as, as as the tag team that we got to see. What was it the day that, that Dave dubbed them? The God Squad. The God Squad. The G-A-W-D. God Squad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there were some faces in that crowd that uh, were very familiar to me. Like, I, I saw La Rosa Negra on the first episode. I also saw Blake Bulletproof Troop in the audience. Yep. And knowing that he is associated with the, uh, I can't remember what the dojo's name is, but it's the Chris Silvio group that also, yeah. that's where Genocide came from. And there's a few others involved with that. Makes me think that hopefully we'll see uh, Blake Troop 
uh, in an NWA ring very soon too. Remember, as this series goes on and teams get eliminated, they're still going to need to have matches on these shows. So maybe we'll see some of these new faces yeah. in the NWA. And Black Goldberg Troop is a great addition as well. That's another guy that can go. Well, he's you know his background obviously is MMA fighting. He's he's won one of those modern advanced grappling association uh, fight belts. It's it's not quite UFC, but it's it's like a grappling. Uh, yeah, he, he has a championship for that. And then of course he does do uh, mixed martial arts as well. In fact, he was the guy that wrestled against Jordan Clearwater. Um, his first match in the United Wrestling Network, a primetime live taping. Uh, he was tutoring young Jordan Clearwater, was helping him with his submission wrestling uh, before they had a falling out. Jordan Clearwater blamed all of his failure on right. the group. They had a great uh, match in Hollywood, or I guess that would be the uh, primetime live. And yeah. uh, he it, and it, what's funny is Silvio was in his corner for that. That's the first time I saw Silvio was there at the uh, primetime live before he was associated with the NWA. And then a few weeks later, he's in the, he's in the NWA. NWA. I know that guy. So <clears throat> at least we have some understanding now who the teams were. I, I felt like that was something that was holding the series back. Yeah. Was uh, just not knowing who was on the roster who, who who's part of team a who's part of team b it, it just was not uh not well established no so if you had to pick right now based on the teams that you saw who who do you think has the the juice to go all the way team gold team gold. clearwater's team uh, i am, like, like you said it's a murderer's row so I'm on the uh, fancy of uh, let's pull up Team Gold again. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good team. You know, Adonis, Mercurio, Kazana, uh, Markova's deadly. Uh, yeah. Roxy, we haven't seen a whole lot of Roxy yet, but uh, and of course Anthony Andrews can be very, uh, very, very uh, troublesome. I, I yeah. think I'm on Team. I'm on the fence here because I want to be on Team Pretty, but I think I'm on. Uh, I think I'm on Team Rebellion. Uh, to me, that looks like the team that's winning right there. That 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 one was a hard one for me, it, it, it because that's the one that I would really like to see yeah. win. But I just I feel that it's probably going to be Team Gold. I, I I'd like to see them give uh, Adonis a couple of wins, or for Adonis to get a couple of wins. And then challenge Clearwater for that title. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, you know I'm just gonna point out here that Willie and I are on the same team here, so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. You know, Willie was the guy that kind of let us all know that uh, we needed to hate tires because he was going to be the future world champion. So yep. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 actually pleasantly surprised with the championship series. I was very critical of the first rendition of the series. This yeah. one has been more enjoyable to me. And I don't know, you and I were talking off air, Jeremy, and I think what it is is that all the convoluted, stupid, idiotic, bullshit storylines have been silenced. Yep. You know, uh, 
yes, I would much rather see the Pope out there. But you know who else I haven't seen? I haven't seen the Gimp. No sign of gags. Very true. And and uh, you know the storyline is just is very simple. Yeah. Each person on a team has an opportunity to win a title shot if their team wins. So they're all have the same motivation to win. Yep. I think this is a, a very easy way to tell a story and it's a great way to end the year so that in the beginning of 2023, you know, I don't know how much footage they have for the championship series, how long it's going to stretch out to. It might stretch into the new year. It might stretch all the way to the live taping on the 23rd, but I imagine when it's all said and done, we're going to have some new rivalries and some new, uh, new uh, challenges for the title. And I think that's kind of exciting. Oh, definitely. You know, it, it, it's always nice to see fresh stories and, and, and rivalries and everything. And that's, that's something that this, this is going to allow them to kind of hit that reset button a little bit and start out the new year. They're supposed to be going into having more regular tapings and everything so they can stick more to storylines that they develop and and let them flesh themselves out over time instead of rushing them. You know, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for 2023 in the NWA. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what's weird is uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, there was a lot of what I felt like was steam was kind of left out of the brand. And it's like, oh man, this doesn't look good, you know? This doesn't look good for the brand. It doesn't look for the good for the fans. But I honestly feel like, and, and Poyo pointed this out in one of our uh, pre-parties a few weeks ago, it's that now that everyone, that, now that you. all this is gone, and now that uh, we're looking at this differently, there's a lot of people have an opportunity to step up. And uh, maybe some of the what held the NWA back might have been trying to keep Nick Aldis relevant when he wasn't in the title picture. And now that you don't have to worry about Nick Aldis, you don't have to worry about keeping him relevant or keeping him happy. He's somebody else's problem now. And I mean that in the most positive way because, you know, I have nothing but good things to say about him as a talent. But now that you don't have to worry about him, you know, or his spot within the show, you can just push a guy like AJ Kazana or you could just push a guy like, you know, uh, Colby Carino and not have to worry about what that does to a push for Aldis or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Scooby uh, says sets up a lot of possible storylines for the new year. Hopefully the finals of championship champion series will be at the live power. That would be nice too. That'd be a good way to do it, especially because, um, you know, they're going to have the contract signing with, uh, Matt Cardona and, uh, and Tyrus at that first yep. live taping. Um, it would be interesting to see if that championship series does reach conclusion on that night. Then we'll know who will be the person to challenge Murdoch or excuse me, um, Tyrus or Cardona after the series. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, and, <clears throat> I'll go ahead. No, no, you go, go ahead. I don't, I don't forgot what I was going to say. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, what I'm going to do is go to the next part uh, of covering power tonight. So I didn't want to take that opportunity for you to talk about the champion series, but if you think about what you were saying, just go ahead and jump in because uh, 
we got plenty of stuff to talk about still. Um, okay. What did you, uh, before we get too much into it, what did you think of tonight's episode? Or I guess Tuesday night's episode of Power? It was good. I I, I enjoyed it. You know, it, it like you said, the, this champion, this champion series is, feels a lot more thought out, a lot, uh, a lot more effort put into the teams and the matches that have been set up. Um, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Anything that stands out more than anything else? Not really. It, it just, it was an all around de- decent, good show. What I'm happy to see is that we're seeing competitive matches. There's no real blowouts, um, yeah. but we are getting like decisive victories or, you know, there, there have been a few little miscues and things like that, but uh, you know, I think one of the, I even made a note of it. So I'll just kind of say it now. I think, um, Oh God, what was that referee's name? Scott Wheeler, you know, he, he refereed the match between, um, Oh shoot. Now I'm drawing mind blanks. Uh, Kylan King and Angelina love. Yeah. And when Kylan had, had, or Angelina had Kylan pinned and Scott just stood there. It's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. You're hurting yeah. the show. And, and uh, one other thing they did is because they have that disqualification rule, you know, EC3 raked the eyes of, uh, of, uh, of Tom Latimer so bad that he could not see for the rest of the match. And, and Wheeler only gave team, team uh uh brickhouse one point right yeah but then uh tom is holding on to the hold after the five count and they end the match yeah you're like that seems a little inconsistent there because half part of the reason was tom was blind couldn't see right um and then the other inconsistency we'll see later tonight uh when um some outside interference kind of happens we'll we'll talk about that in a minute Samar says that the champion series is much better than I thought it would be. And I think you're speaking the same language we are. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not going to tell you I had high expectations for this. Um, I felt like last the last champion series was just a, uh, just a placeholder to kill time until we got to the 73rd anniversary show. And uh, I felt like this time around, this championship series, uh, champion series, excuse me, has been a lot uh, better. Just even the way that they've booked it, the way that they've wrestled. The only thing that I, I missed about the first champion series was that they actually had a draft that was visible for us to watch. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not saying you needed to do that on a live episode of power, but maybe have done that on a YouTube. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, Hey, we're doing this on a Saturday after USA. This is what what's next for us. You know, and, and I know timing was an issue because they were, Filmed on Monday and literally were airing on Tuesday, but I wish they could have done something like that. That would have been great for the additional content that we were promised on fight. That's a hundred percent accurate. I can't argue with you on that one. Uh, that would have been very, very smart, very good strategy. And, and, uh, you know, the whole thing with fight too, is like, there were some speculation that, uh, the all access plan was going away. And now apparently it's still around. It's it's. I don't even know where we're at with the yeah. uh, with what's going on. And I guess we'll just have to take it as it comes. I've never been a fan of fight, anyways. It's it's never given me anything but problems, really. Can I air my grievances? I'll let you air yours. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> so 
gosh, when 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 the NWA first started appearing on Power, I was one, or excuse me, when the NWA first started appearing on Fight, I was one of those guys that ordered every pay per view, mm-hmm. and you know we were watching the shows on YouTube. So my pay per views, I bought every pay per view full price, no discounts, no nothing. And you would earn those credits, those free credits to use to purchase other shows. And I had to have like at one point thirty dollars in free credits. I could not legitimately, I could not order a show uh, or, or pay for anything using credits. And I asked them, "Show me how to do this." Oh, well, you just do this. Didn't work. Yeah. Well, hey, it, you guys know I have thirty dollars in free credits. Just give me the next pay per view for free. That's all I ask. No, we can't do that. Yep. So basically my credits wasted away to nothing and now they're all gone. And then I signed up with a different email to get, uh, to, to get some more. Just, uh, I signed up with a different email thinking that was the problem. And I started having, you know, I have that ability to, yeah. Okay. You order the pay-per-views and then uh, you get your free credits, but then like they expire in a year. Yep. So like if you, I can't watch anything for six dollars. You know, there's no right. not enough credit there to 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 order a pay per view. So that's my gripe with fight. What's your gripe? My gripe with fight is is that every time I tune into an episode, the first five minutes of it or so are are all digital and just staticky on my screen. Really? Yeah. It does it on my. It does it on mobile. It does it on my smart TVs. It. First five minutes, roughly, and I'm lucky if it's just five minutes. And I complain to him, and and nothing. I I never I used to watch live. I don't watch live anymore. I usually end up watching it either on Wednesday or or on Thursdays before the show. So that sucks. Have you noticed? Is it only on the live, or is it, mm-hmm. it only on the live that I've had that I that it, that it happens? On the rebroadcast, it's, it's fine. Dave Scooby says, maybe the NWA will show the Trevor Wildcat match on Fight TV. That would have been a smart move. Again, like, if you promise, like, that's the thing. They promised us this uh, this extra selection of content only available on Fight TV. You know, I, I could hear Kyle Davis saying it in my head, but we never received any additional content. No, instead it's all went to NWA Extra. Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. You know, they could be running the you've got the platform on, on fight. Run run the the this is the NWA podcast on there as your additional content. You know, the guys are doing that for free of charge, essentially. Yeah. You know, that that would be a good uh, they're what, roughly an hour, hour and a half a week? Yeah. You know, throw that up on there. Man, someone get Gary Horn on the phone. Damn it, Gary's Gary. listening. I know you're listening, Gary. You heard me. Are you in the chat, Gary? No, he's not in the chat. Not tonight. Uh, all right, so let's get to let's get to tonight's ep- or Tuesday night's episode of Power. Again, it was a pretty good show. Uh, yeah. I don't have a whole lot of complaints here. The championship series, you know, the poster art. You look at this poster, you're like, well, what the hell am I getting into? Because it doesn't really explain a whole lot, but then when you get into the wrestling, it really did kind of pan out. Of course, the opening match was uh, surprisingly the opening match was the tag team match with uh, 
Dax Draper Mims taking on Trevor Murdoch and Rhett Titus. Um, so, and, and I felt like this episode did a great job too of yeah. finally giving us some introductions to who these teams are and what's going on because up until this point, I felt very lost. And yeah. so we get the introduction to who Team Rock and Roll are and who Team Pretty is. Now, I think it's kind of ironic that Trevor Murdoch and Rhett Titus are in Team Pretty because I don't think anyone would use the term pretty to describe either one of those guys. Oh, no. Course, uh, Draper and Mims uh, as Team Rock and Roll. That duo had some really good chemistry in this match. Um, some unfounded, like, why do these guys work so well together? They shouldn't, but they, they really did. Um, the former two-time World Heavyweight Champion and former Ring of Honor TV Champion uh, get in there again with uh, with Titus and, excuse me, get in there with uh, Mims and Draper. Uh, Titus starts off with a very scientific approach, wrestling with Mims. Um, it's a stark contrast to when Trevor gets in there who just abuses Mims. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of which, Mims will be on the podcast uh, in, in the new year. I've, I'm already starting to schedule people in. We've got Bad Dude Tito and Mims are both nice. on, the, uh, on the roster. So I'm uh, really excited start. for that Bad Dude Tito one. More yeah. more so than the Mims one, but that's just because I I I, I love my UWN guys. So you know. you know, you know, uh, I will say this: we uh, Tito doesn't do a lot of interviews. I haven't no. seen him do a bunch. So the fact that he's you know he's a UWN guy, but he's also a Santino. He's also you know repping New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's also repping. New Japan strong, like he's a member of TMDK. He was wrestling in the UK for New Japan. He was wrestling in Japan for New Japan. I'm very excited to talk to Tito. I can't wait to hear some of the stories he has to tell, especially because I've known that guy as a wrestler. I've known him for the better part of 15 years. I remember him uh, working those early cards as kind of a, you know, he was uh, Tito Escondido back in the day. And and, and uh, the transformation from then to now is is wild yeah yeah but uh getting back to this show um like i said uh murdoch is all violence he, he woke up and chose violence today uh just abusing mims those those cross faces just looked like they looked equal parts lethargic but also like deadly yeah he would just pop and it just felt like he was killing mims with each cross face yeah um Draper continues to impress me. I feel like Draper could be a big star in this company. And especially when you talk about the absence that was left by a guy like Nick Aldis, I think Dax Draper is that guy that could fill that spot if they chose to do so. Um, um, he had Draper's, a, Draper's the Rocky Mountain Pro world champion right now, I, I want to say. How far are they from you? Have you, have you ever been Denver. able to get out to one of their shows? They're up in Denver. I haven't been able to yet, but that's that's in the plans for the new years to start getting up to Denver to see some of their stuff because I like what they're doing. I, I check them out every once in a while on Twitch. They recently ran that match with Camille and Rekka Tahaka. Yeah. yeah. And I know they brought in Josh Alexander for a show. I think it's the yep. same show. Yeah, they're available on Fight if you guys want to check them out too. And on Twitch. They're also on Twitch. There yep. you go. Even better. Yep. Um, 
So yeah, so uh, he continues to impress me. I know he had a uh, he had a, uh, a cup of coffee with Ring of Honor. He spent some time in the WWE development, but really, I think he is poised to do some big things in the NWA. Oh yeah, and uh, you know they introduced him via the national championship uh, qualifying matches. But uh, I really feel like he's he's ready to take that next step. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, what I really liked about uh, Draper is when he had the gorilla press on Ty- uh, Titus. Now, I know Rhett Titus is technically a junior heavyweight, but anytime you can get a full-grown man above your head, you know, that's that's pretty impressive. That's impressive. And I, and that, I, I mean, what, you know, Titus is, 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 is a junior world heavyweight, but the way that the guy's cut and he wrestles and everything, I wouldn't have a problem with putting him into the heavyweight title picture. At all. Well, I mean, and, and he's a former Ring of Honor TV champion. You know, that's not a junior yep. heavyweight division. That's a right. That is a uh, open open forum, really, mm-hmm. an open weight class, if you will. Um, and then we got that uh, the ability that Draper and Mims were working very well together. They were able to cut off uh, the ring so that they had Titus to themselves. Uh, keeping Murdoch out of the ring, obviously one of the or the most experienced guy in the ring. Um, and then uh, Draper connects with that stretch muffler, which is a movie you don't see very often. And it, I kind of popped for that too, thinking, yeah, this guy's pulling out stretch mufflers. He's doing gorilla press slams. And this guy, this guy could do some damage in the NWA. Uh, and those, yeah, those are I, those old school moves that we used to see, not, regularly but a lot more regularly than we do now and so they're they're so old now that they're fresh again that's exactly it that's true and and the other thing that i really enjoyed about this too is that uh because draper and mims were uh, yeah draper and mims were in control of the match you could hear a very vocal kenzie page and ella envy screaming at the top of their lungs to get their their team riled up, and nope. I even think I think I heard Ella Envy call somebody ugly at one point. Oh, is, I wouldn't you know, put it. I would not be the least bit surprised. Uh, Murdoch gets the tag in and just refs up both Mims and Draper. He ends up connecting with that top rope bulldog. It was a very weird series of events because uh, he he Murdoch clotheslines uh, Draper outside of the ring. And then yeah. somehow Mims gets him out of the ring. And then I thought that we were going to have that moment where you have those uh, series of finishing maneuvers. And then finally one finishing maneuver ends the match. Yeah. But Murdoch just got right back up and then uh, bulldogged Mims yeah. from that corner. And uh, thus ending the match, getting the victory. Five uh, points for Team Pretty, no points for Rock and Roll. I I thought it was a great match. What did you think? Yeah. I, I I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I like how well that Mims and and Draper mesh together. They seem like they had been tagging for a couple of years. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. like they never worked. I don't think, as far as I know, I don't think they've been in the ring together. I don't believe so either. But it, like you know, I'm, but maybe they're good buddies outside of outside of the business, and and you know, and but it. I that really surprised me. I, I really liked how well they worked. Um, I liked how Trevor was the 
was the brawn and Titus was the brains essentially in the match. You know, Titus brings has has that repertoire of just technic technical move after technical move, and then here comes Murdoch and just the steamroller. You know, it was a great dichotomy. And it, and it really fits with the new gimmick of Trevor Murdoch. We've, we've said this a while now. Like, uh, this was a Trevor Murdoch we all deserved in that first run as world champion. Yep. He's cold, he's calculating, and he just doesn't give a shit. Yep. And and watching him go out there and, and do his gravelly-voiced impression of Harley Race, the slow temple, uh, t- uh, temp- tempo, and his, uh, you know, almost monochrome-sounding uh, – yeah, uh, voice. It just it's 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 what I want from Trevor Murdoch. You know, yeah. I'm gonna go out there and cause pain. You know, I, that's that's freaking great. That's, it's perfect. You it, know, it is. That's it, what you guy, expect from a big guy like that. Just short on words, big on action. And a guy that's never been known for his promos, anyways. You know, it right. wasn't like Trevor Murdoch was a huge promo guy in the WWE. As it when he was teaming with Lance Cade, Cade did most of the talking. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so now that he has this opportunity to just be himself with the volume turned up a little bit louder, you know, I, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, Samar, uh, I do believe that the red carpet rumble will be on fight. Yes, and and since you brought it up, and and since uh, NWA Gold brought it up, and I kind of I threw it up the graphic up. Uh, yes, we now have Hammerstone announced for the red carpet rumble, which means uh, in the last three or four days they've announced Eddie Kingston will be there to challenge for the world championship with Danny Limelight. We also have uh, Ortiz will be there. Uh, they haven't announced an opponent for him yet. You got Alexander Hammerstone, the MLW champion. And uh, between you and me, I think we're going to have Davey Richards on the show as well. So, uh, Oh boy. Yeah. So I think uh, it'll be a fun one. And, and, you know, I, I, I bought my tickets to go to the Mesa show because I thought that, you know, whoever, whether it be Clearwater or or uh, Danny Limelight to challenge or defend against Eddie Kingston, I thought it would be a fun match anyway to look at it. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited that that's the main event. And, uh, you know, geez, Hammerstone is a draw for me. Yep. Uh, I'm not a huge Ortiz guy. I don't really know a whole lot about him. Uh, I'm sure he's great. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Davey Richards, to me at this point, is probably, which is crazy to say this, he's probably in his prime right now. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about a guy that was a Ring of Honor World Champion and a multiple-time uh, uh, Impact Tag Team Champion, and it's almost like he could do no wrong. I'm excited for T's coming coming to the red carpet rumble. I saw that on Twitter and the, the face paint and yeah. all that. I, I, I popped for that one. That, that'll be a good one. So sorry to get off track guys. We'll probably talk a lot about that in January. Maybe Jeremy and I should do a, a red carpet rumble preview show. I don't know. Maybe we get lamb and <laughs> maybe we get lamb to jump on with us. Lamb and Chris, that that'd be pretty fun. Oh, we, we are the Alliance guys. I want you all to understand something real quick. That even though the show's called the other Alliance guys, they're still Alliance guys. Yep. We're going to... we're, we're gonna, worldwide. That's right. And we're not bound by one channel. You never know. Maybe Jeremy's going to host an episode of the pre-party once. I'm, actually, I want Scooby to do it. If I ever have to call off again, I'm going to see if Scooby wants to do the pre-party. There you go. 
you know, you know, he'd do it well. Oh yeah. Um, our pal Luthez bringing up our old pal Nick Aldis saying, "For your info, Nick, Nick Aldis versus Davey Richards for Glory Pro this Sunday afternoon at the historic South Broadway Athletic Club in rustic St. Louis, 3 p.m. <laughs> Central Time on Fight." That's that's actually uh, Aldis versus Davey would be a fun match to watch. Yeah. I mean. It's interesting with, with Nick Aldis, and I'm sorry we're jumping off track here, guys, but just roll with it. Nick Aldis is a guy that works well with smaller guys. You know, his matches were with Flip Gordon were great. Go, um, go match- back and watch his, his matches with Jonathan Gresham in Memphis. Oh, my good Lord. Was oh. <sighs> well, That's what happens when you get two, two good workers, right? You get two good workers, allow them to work. And then uh, he, you know, in his match with Marty Skrull, uh, that was a really good match too. You know, can't take anything away from that match either. Yep. So yeah, he does really well at putting them over in the matches. You know, he is. That's what gets me because he is he is a huge giver in the ring. You know, for the most part. For the most part, you know, it's just once he gets backstage, it. it I don't know. That ego gets in his way sometimes. It's a lot bigger than he is, and he's a big boy. He's a, he's a big guy, and and the thing about it is, and and we'll we'll get back to power, but just after my two cents on Nick Aldis, he has been rumored to be connected to the world of sport in the United Kingdom, which I think would be an, um, an amazing fit. I think that would be the perfect guy for your company. Yeah, especially because as they aspire to be that, you know, the UK version of the NWA, you know, above and beyond, really. But uh, Nick Aldis has such a following here in the States that if you wanted to grab more eyeballs on your product that aren't from the UK, he'd be the perfect guy to help you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He also with his ties to that uh, Polish wrestling company, you know, they could that could build some sort of working relationship between those two promotions, which. Sadly, the NWA could have benefited from that had they been able to to make that work. But then now he's also working with Conrad in uh, in Australia and New Zealand to do those uh, those live events featuring you know the the Starcast uh, podcasting stuff along with meet yep. and greets and pro wrestling. I mean, again, he's another solid guy to have doing that. Uh, I think what happened with him and, and Billy in the NWA was it was just a clash of two egos. Oh, for sure. Two very alpha egos that would not not willing to bend on 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 how they felt about whatever. Yeah. But he is a huge asset for anybody. Yeah. You know, regardless of of my takes on him. or anything at the end of the day he is definitely a a a wrestler that commands respect and rightfully so he carried that 10 pounds of gold exactly like a champion should i have zero complaints from year one of nick aldis as world's heavyweight champion yeah i felt like based on that time alone Worthy of the NWA Hall of Fame, worthy of all the accolades that he received. Um, there was a lot of bright lights and positive spots from the second reign. 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the inflated days as champion is always going to leave a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, yep. The lack of title defenses during the pandemic. I get it. I, I understand. But at the same time, you had his contemporaries, fellow champions within the NWA who were out there doing it. So it's just, uh, you know, if, if and doing it at a high level, yeah, you know, multiple times a week, it wasn't just a once a month thing for him. Rosa was out there every week yeah. defending. This is true, man. And yeah. So, I mean, we're like, uh, it's it's getting good, man. Uh, wrestling's getting good, and, and yeah. the NWA is still moving forward. Like we said, we're very optimistic about what's happening with the NWA. The United Wrestling Network seems to be in the next level, as far as I'm concerned. I've been following them as long as I've been following the NWA, and uh, I'm I'm back in 2006. Dave Marquez under the NWA Pro Wrestling banner. This predates the what? Championship Wrestling from Hollywood moniker was running smaller arena shows all throughout the Southwest and the Bible Belt. We're talking Texas. We're talking Florida. We're talking Arizona. Yep. Uh, even shows uh, up north in the British Columbia under this NWA banner. They didn't have the World's Heavyweight Champion because that was still part of uh, it was still part of the uh, Impact Wrestling. So yeah. they had manufactured the Heritage Championship, which is still used by United Wrestling Network today. And Adam Pierce took that belt into these towns with a mix of Lucha Libre, with a mix of, uh, oh, what was that show called on MTV? Uh, Wrestling Society X. Yeah. And they were putting on these arena shows, you know, bigger than what the NWA is doing now. And I felt like they never got back to that point when the focus became television. But I'm starting to feel like they're coming back to that again. And when they're doing this big show in Arizona, it's it's uh it's some sort of sporting field at like I don't I don't know exactly what it is. The last time I was at an NWA show in Arizona, it was in Yuma, Arizona, and that was uh when when Sean Waltman challenged Adam Pierce for the ten pounds of gold at a uh like a minor league baseball field. So I'm I'm excited about where United Wrestling Network's heading. I'm excited where the NWA is heading, and I'm honestly excited about what's happening with the uh, with with what Nick Aldis is doing. And uh, honestly, those three parties never have to work together again, and I, I'll be content. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. And another thing, you know, it, it Conrad getting into this is it, it uh, after the after the Ric Flair's last dance, he came out and said he's not interested in getting being a promoter or anything like that. And then this news comes out about Australia and everything. And that's, that's what I was saying whenever he said it, you know, you have, you, you have gotten, you have become so ingrained now into the wrestling lexicon that this is the next natural step for you to go. You already have the murderers row of great minds on your podcast lineup. I mean, the, some of the best, minds in the business he has them you know this is the next natural evolution for him and i'm and glad that he said he wasn't going to do it i'm glad that he said he wasn't going to do it because then he actually is now and it's just it makes it that much sweeter for me you know because this is a guy that wrestling is his life mortgage may mortgages and stuff may be his business but that funds his his wrestling habit. He reminds Conrad reminds me of all of us, right? Like, yeah, 
we love talking about wrestling. And if we had a career field that made us buco bucks, all of us would be doing the same thing. All right, let's start. Oh, for sure. You bet your bet in a heartbeat. I'd be hey, look, you know, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you two thousand dollars a month just to sit down and record with me once a week for an hour. You know, I I, I would not think twice about it. Lou, Lou says, make Billy an offer, please. It's not oh, that simple anymore. No, it's not that simple anymore. Billy's in it. Billy's in this now. He's he's taking that next evolutionary step as well, going to more regular tapings. I think he's getting more vested in this. And that's probably why we're seeing more Smashing Pumpkin tours and stuff. Because Smashing Pumpkins on a lineup is definite ticket sales. And that's going to help fund his wrestling habit. Make no mistake about it. I believe that's entire event in Mexico with the the world is a vampire. Uh, it's not a tour; it's a festival. Oh, it's a one-day it's festival. A festival, and it's solely to try and put over the NWA, bro. And I love I, him for it. No, I do too. And I think this is like, why didn't you do this two years ago? Because think of it this way, right? He's still trying to sell the NWA as a TV product. Yeah, that's what he wants. He wants to put the NWA on the same cable channel as. Is you know, uh, AEW or the WWE, he thinks it belongs on TV like that. And, and it does. better way to convince advertisers and networks that your company's worth putting money into by having this big festival with millions of fans, maybe thousands of fans, maybe not millions, but all these people just standing there watching the wrestling, you know, and it's gonna look, it's gonna look amazing because there's gonna be so many people there. And, and even if they're not watching the wrestling, they're there. Their body's in front of the camera. You know what I mean? Yep. And uh, by putting on these matches with AAA, like the, one of the rumor matches already is uh, FTR or whomever the AAA tag team champions are facing La Rebellion for the NWA tag titles. I mean, that to me, that that's a WrestleMania weekend type match. For me, that's that's a money printer right there. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that's, that, that's a money printing match right there. That just... Prince money, you know, <clears throat> for the rest of, for the, for the crowd that's, that's there. I don't know, but it's, this is something that I feel he should have been doing from the beginning. You are a rock God, dude, utilize that. Think of it. What if, <laughs> What if he would have got to Jericho first and been like, hey, we'll put you on the same tour, Smashing Pumpkins and Fozzie, if you come wrestle for the NWA? I threw up a little in my mouth. Oh, you're not a big Fozzie fan? No. God, no. Me that, neither. That's, but- that's totally it. I love Chris Jericho as a wrestler. <laughs> Say no more. The idea of having to sing Judas every time he came out just terrifies me. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I I'm not a big uh, Fozzie fan myself. I bought the first very first CD because I thought I was supporting my favorite guy Jericho. I was like, this is filth, man. <laughs> I, I, I just he listening to listening to talk as Jericho and stuff, and listening to what he grew up. Li- 
liking and he fancied himself whenever he first started his bands as more of a punk rock guy. And then to hear that it's everything that I hated in the eighties about music with hair metal. It just, that completely turned me off to, to me musically. I, I wish him the best of luck. Do you, did, okay. I think I already know this, but how are, what are your thoughts on grunge music? Oh, I love it. Okay. Um, Nirvana was Nirvana was a big Nirvana came out whenever I was about 12. Yeah. And 12, 13 ish. So I was right there at that age of finding, finding myself and my, my place and who I was going to be and, and stuff. And I had gotten introduced to punk rock shortly before that. And to me, they both kind of, kind of meshed well with each other. So I was a big grunge kid. Did as you well. remember, or did you, did you ever hear the band uh, Mother Love Bone? Yes, yes. Okay. Go look, go watch one of their videos again, um, Crown of Thorns or or whatever. And that dude. Not only does he look like Chris Jericho, uh, Andrew Wood, but he kind of sounds like Jericho. So, so I'm going to have to look that up after we're done with this, because yeah, it, it, he and he's great. Like I mean, it, for you guys that don't know or aren't familiar with them, uh, they are the band that would eventually become Pearl Jam with a new lead singer yep. after Andrew Wood passed away. But uh, Andrew Wood was uh, very much a rock god of the time, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, kind of one of the the forefronts of grunge music and his song crown of thorns is just amazing or chloe dancer i love both of them star dog yeah. champion all of them are good uh but i'll we'll jump back into wrestling now but uh yeah i've always thought that him and jericho not only do they look alike but their voices so i'm gonna similar. have to go back and look now because yeah it's been a while since i checked since i listened to him so yeah so let's uh, let's jump back into the whole wrestling thing because uh, we kind of went off there for a little while. Uh, next up, we've got Alex Taylor and Luke Hawk, one on one team rock and roll versus team pretty. Now, the other thing that's a, about this match that I found very interesting is uh, Alex Taylor wrestles more as a tag team specialist with the ill-begotten. Luke Hawk is obviously more of a tag team specialist with. Uh, you know, wrestling with PJ as the Hakari. Oh, so shit. I find it interesting when you had an opportunity to have a tag team match that you didn't use Taylor or Hawk in a tag team sense. Like, I don't yeah. know if Alex Taylor and Rhett Titus would have made a good tag team or if Alex Taylor and, or excuse me, if, if Luke Hawk and, and Rhett Titus or Luke Hawk and, and Trevor Murdoch would have made a great tag team. But like, you would think that they would go with the tag team guys in a tag team match. Um, this one is a. Uh, how do I explain this one? Oh, you know what? I explained it by going back to the match that I skipped, which is actually. Uh, <laughs> as I look at my notes and realize I skipped, actually, this was the match that happened next was Chris Adonis versus Jack Stain. A battle of two former national champions. This match was a lot of fun, too. Um, I really felt like this match. Uh, I didn't like the way that it ended, for sure. But um, I, I thought it was kind of a fun match while it was happening. The one thing I noticed in this one was that I, I felt like throughout a lot of this match that uh, Jack Stane was more on the defensive side where he was 
trying to, like he was mostly counter wrestling what what Adonis was doing. Um, so I felt like Adonis had a lot more offense in this match. Uh, obviously, uh, Jax was representing Team Rebellion. Chris Adonis representing Team Gold. Uh, Adonis was looking for a quick victory right off the bat, trying to lock in the master lock. Uh, Dane hadn't even taken off his vest yet, but that's pretty typical for uh, Jax Dane uh, match. Uh, the Team Gold got Jack Stane. Yeah. Team Gold got an opportunity to cheer on their man. Um, literally, at one point, Adonis was there. And Clearwater and uh, who else was there? Um, oh, Magic Jake. They were all coaching, encouraging Adonis while he was on the outside. And I thought, like, was that not worthy of a DQ right there? I mean, they're not supposed to be there. That should have been yeah. something. They should have had some sort of uh, comeuppance for that. Um, then as it keeps going, uh, uh, you know, Adonis kind of takes over. I also want to point out, too, that it was earlier in the summer, Adonis wrestled Jordan Clearwater for that United Wrestling Network championship. Yes. kind of put an exclamation point on how good Clearwater was as champion. He was facing guys like Adonis uh, and having and a, great matches with them. A great match. Uh, Adonis looked great in it. Came, came out looking strong even in defeat. Yeah. You know, and, and, and again, it elevated Clearwater. Big time. You know, big time. Huge. And, and now they're on the same team. Uh, Adonis, Adonis chopped Dane at one point. And hit him so hard that the sweat flew off Dane's chest and covered the camera. That was quite impressive to me. I thought that was just such a uh, awesome spectacle. To it almost looked like the camera broke, but it was just yeah. sweat from the chop. Um, and then this is again where I had another problem with Scott Wheeler. I feel like he's showing his ineffectiveness as a ringside uh, official. Um. Because Jack Stane probably should have been disqualified when Chris Silvio came out. Not only did Chris Silvio come out ringside, but he literally had a microphone and got on the ring apron saying that the master lock was a a uh, uh, illegal hold. Yep. Which which doesn't make a whole lot of sense when Jack Stane, after that, momentarily, uh, you know, he puts he he uh, hits a nice uh, Samoan drop on Adonis and then puts him in his own version of the master lock. Yeah. Um, now, is this possibly a storyline that we're seeing emerge with Scott Wheeler? Could it come out later on that he was in a team's pocket? I mean, that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Charles Robinson. Yeah, Charles Robinson, uh, Nick Patrick, you know, there's a lot of them. It's, oh, Baby Eppner. Or not yep. Baby Eppner, but uh, Papa Eppner. Yep. Uh, so, anyways... That should have been like I felt like at the very least that should have been a DQ point for yeah. for uh, Team Gold for Adonis, um, but then Adonis manages to get back control of the match. Uh, he connects with a huge spinebuster, only gets a two count. Uh, Jax is able to pop the trunk that leads to the to the full Nelson, um, but Adonis finds a way out of it, gets his master lock on on. Uh, on Jack Stane, and then uh, in order to break the hold, Adon uh, Jax does the low blow, which gives him yeah. a disqualification, three points. And again, I, I, I go back to that first episode of the Champion Series when EC3 is literally raking the eyes of Tom Latimer, blinding him for the rest of the match, and he only got a one-point yeah. uh, disqualification where you know Jax hits a low blow, gets disqualified, three points, and the match is over. 
I felt like, you know, give him a second. He had caught his wind and you could have continued with the match. It just felt like there's not a lot of consistency on that. The match itself was good. I was happy yeah. with the match, but I just felt like that they should have been a little bit more consistent with. Yeah, yeah. But as we know, consistency isn't always important in the NWA. It's not their strong suit. Nope. <laughs> Dave, hopefully next year that changes. Well, I mean, it, you know, Poyo came on here, or not on this one, but on the pre-party and said, hey, you guys, just be patient. Yep. I, and I told Poyo, no, we're not going to be patient. We're wrestling fans. That's not that's counterintuitive. That's not in our DNA. It is not. But the show has has been getting better. Yes. You know? Yes. Dave Scooby says Scott Wheeler could be the modern day Danny Davis. I forgot about Danny Davis with all that. Right. I just hope he gets the the uh, singlet and the white. Uh, uh, what's it called? The nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> Fair Nobody enough. wants to see that. That'd be like me trotting out in a banana hammock. Nobody wants to see that. Look, your missus might want to see it. Somebody wants to see it. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Fair enough. No, she doesn't. <laughs> that takes us to the Taylor oh, versus... Are you going to come over here for a second? Come here. That takes... Oh, you, do you have a baby in your arms? I have the baby. I have the grandbaby. See? Yes, you're on the TV now. What a sweetheart. <laughs> was... You can't take it. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to give me baby fever. All right. Uh, <laughs> Lose that real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm still not sleeping through the night, so I, I'm, I'm not in any rush. Uh, Taylor and Hawk. Taylor and Hawk, as I was talking about earlier, was a match that really impressed me. Um, both these guys are more known as tag team wrestlers, but, um, in this particular match, uh, you know, they had a really good back and forth. Um, you know, match starts off with Taylor refusing to shake the hand of Hawks, kind of a sign of things to come. It turns into a good old fashioned wrestling match. Uh, there's a lot of cool spots where Taylor tries to, to no look that leapfrog from behind. And then, uh, Hawk just catches him midair and just slams him to the ground. It's like, don't disrespect me, boy. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do that uh, leapfrog, you better look me in the eyes. Otherwise, I'm going to sneak up on you. Um, the match did go back and forth quite a bit. Taylor gains a lot of momentum when he slams Luke's face onto the ring apron, where uh, that would force Luke to spill out to the arena floor. And, uh, he, you know, they just kind of went back and forth. It was a very rough and tough tumble kind of match. What you'd expect from Luke, but not necessarily what you would expect from Taylor. Um, and then at one point you've got, uh, Taylor on the top turnbuckle trying to fight, uh, Luke off from, you know, hitting that superplex or whatever. And then, and then out of nowhere, Taylor connects with his cradle shock for a pin count one, two, three. Yeah. And I was pretty shocked by the finish. Uh, what did you think, Jeremy? I, I, I was shocked that Taylor got the win, but it was nice to see him get it against a former tag team champion. Um, it, it, it or a, a former contender tag team champion, I should say. Right. Bridesmaid. Uh, <laughs> it was it was exactly what I was expecting it to be between those two. They both match up really well size-wise, you know, and style-wise, they have they have 
similar styles, little little different, little different flourishes here and there, but style wise, they match up really well. And it was a really fun match to watch. Um, again, like you said, you know they're they're traditionally tag team guys, but this is an opportunity for them to branch out a little bit into the singles. You know, with PJ, we want to see PJ go for that that junior heavyweight. And then, you know, the national, uh, the TV, the national, and then the world, you know, because he's definitely capable of getting there. And splitting him away from his dad allows that spotlight to be solely on him. And on the flip side of that, Luke is another one that fits very well into title pictures right now. And I think that that would be a good route. But with them giving Taylor the win, I mean, that's just – that's a big win for him. It definitely sets up things down the road. Um, if – let's just say that uh, the team um, – I forgot what team he was on. If uh, – hold on now. If Team Rock and Roll wins this thing, you know, Taylor has an opportunity to go after a championship. That doesn't mean yep. it has to be – with his tag team partner, it means he can go after any title, including and not limited to a junior heavyweight championship held by team captain Kerry Morton. You know, Taylor's yeah. not a heavyweight, he's a smaller guy. Yep. Um, and we might be seeing that happen. Maybe that's why he got the victory here. I also, going back to uh, our boy Luke Hawk, who I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for, when you mentioned that PJ could be potentially, uh, a, a world junior heavyweight competitor and move on up. I mean, Luke is a guy, yeah. I don't want to see him in the junior heavyweight division, but I can certainly see him and Jordan Clearwater having a series oh, of yeah. matches for that TV title. And I think that'd be a hell of a, a hell of a good thing for, for Pete, uh, for uh, Clearwater too, because working with a guy like Luke Hawk, who's been around for some time could certainly, you know, help season an already oh, yeah. well seasoned Clearwater. Uh, the, you know, and, and and he has Luke is one of those he's he's a multi-threat kind of guy because he's got the stunt he's got the stunt work background. He's got the fact that he's on a national cable television show in heels. Yeah. You know, and, and is a major part in that, not not just on the screen, but behind the scenes as well. He's a key player in that, you know, you mix that in with his, his wrestling knowledge and it just, yeah, him, go, him, him across the ring from Clearwater would be brilliant. I, and I think he, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and he definitely fits into that national title or the TV title picture very easily. You know, because okay. he's another guy that while he's not the biggest guy on the roster – he has a good look and he has good size to him and his ability in the ring speaks for itself. You know, I think, uh, I think Luke kind of falls in the same, uh, same, not problem, but that same spot where the Pope is, where JTG is, where they're athletic, they're powerful, they're strong, they're, they're great wrestlers, but they don't fit that six foot four, uh, mold that kind of Billy's looking at yeah. for his champions. Uh, Cardona can fit in that in that group too. Now that yeah. doesn't mean that they won't put 
uh, they, they won't give those guys opportunities. I'm just saying they, they haven't done it yet. Right. They haven't put those right. guys in that position yet. Um, Luke would be an awesome TV yeah. champion. He'd be a good national champion as well. I think he'd fit. Mm-hmm. He, he's, again, one of those guys that could fit anywhere on the roster. Yeah, yeah. Him versus Tyrus wouldn't shock me. No, uh, no, not I, at all. I don't think he'd beat Tyrus, but I don't think uh, – it wouldn't shock me if he got that match. No, it wouldn't not me either. Uh, then we get the uh, next segment is uh, May Valentine. Remember they used to call her May Valentine and Heart to Heart? Whatever happened yeah. to that stuff? Uh, May's in the back interviewing Jack and Silvio. Uh, Silvio does all the talking, tells Jack yeah, that he didn't get paid to talk today, so he's just going to be quiet. Uh, Chris Silvio claims that the full Nelson is an illegal hold. And his, uh, his, uh, his, uh, what do you call it? Uh, his advocate, well, I don't know. Uh, he, he, he used the same hold, so that maybe you don't want to point that out that it's an illegal hold. Uh, uh next, uh, uh, he'll consigliere is going to consider, going to heal consigliere though, right? <laughs> Fair and enough. What's good for the goose isn't always good for the gander. This is true. And um, we're talking about the, the Dane event, Jack Stane here. You know, trademark. he is the goose trademark registered because Chris Silvio said so. Greatest of all time. He's look, I just wanted to make it clear that he is a former North American title. The title has since been retired because they never found a champion better than Jack Stane. He's That's a right. time national champion. And that, that branches. You know that that that's the old leadership of the NWA before Billy Corgan. He held the tag team titles. He defended those tag titles in Japan in New Japan Pro Wrestling against guys like the Bullet Club, against guys like uh, uh, Harry Smith and and Lance Hoyt. I mean, he, we're talking about some serious competition. And let's not forget the man he defeated to unify unify the North American and national title. Uh-oh, camera's dead. You're going to have a black J for a while. That's just you now, Jeremy. Um, All righty. You can make it like this. Wait, uh, no, it'll just be you now. Now it's just your black screen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting really good at this. I'm, I'm telling we're you. We're professionals, guys. Always remember that. If they, if the paycheck clears, it's professional. Um Clears every week for me. There it is. Uh, and then the, uh, <laughs> and then the. Uh, remember, he defeated Tim Storm to unify the national North American titles. We all think the world of Tim Storm, but he also defeated Hiroshi Tenzin, a New Japan legend, a former IWGP World Champion, to become NWA World Champion. So Jack Stane is a hundred percent legit. He is the real friggin' deal as and, far as uh, I'm concerned. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> so that's yeah. all I'll say about that. Um, so yeah, uh, when 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 Jack speaks, you know, we all we all should listen, at the very least. Hey, I'm I'm stalling trying to get the other uh, camera device to work <laughs> here. Well, you know, it, it <clears throat> and pairing him up with Silvio it, it is great because. That guy's so quick and, and just smarmy. You know, he, he has CD written all over him. That's the guy you go to whenever you whenever you stage a slip and fall in the and in, in the grocery store. That's the lawyer that you call up. 
you know. He is, it, he's very much the better call Sal. Exactly, you know. So pairing him up as as the Dane events mouthpiece is, is great, and it works perfect. And he always sells why he's there. You know, you don't have to talk. You don't have to talk because they didn't pay you enough. I'll do your talking for you. That is perfect. <laughs> um, Dave Scooby says, are you guys liking the two-person commentary booth? And uh, I do. I do. I'm not a big fan of three-man booths. You always have somebody that that in commentary that, that is – kind of drowned out. Yeah. And I think more problematic is you've got an echo. Yeah. I don't know how I can fix that. Okay. Let me see something. Let me see if this will work. How about now? It's not as bad. Well, we'll run with it. Let's do this. I like it. We got a few it. more minutes left. I'm a little stoned anyway, still, so it's kind of trippy. <laughs> so, yeah, you're even feeling it more than. Um, let me see. Okay, so I guess then uh, the next thing that we can talk about here is uh, the main event, um, a match that went way harder than it should have. Uh, and that was the matchup. Um, you know, Hebes, Hebes actually pointed that out on our Discord channel. If you guys aren't a part of the Discord, uh, the link is in the in the uh, video description. Yep. If uh, you can't get through that way, just DM any one of us on social media. Uh, you can get me at the Alliance blog. We'll get you a link there because we do a lot of fun discussion on our, uh, on our Discord page. Sometimes I show some uh, exclusive photos that you can't see anywhere else. Plus, we do a lot of Marvel talk, oddly enough. So, um, and my GIF game is on point on there. Or GIF. Is it GIF or GIF? Whatever. Well, it's on point. It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Um, so, as a, so let's get back to the, the main event, which is kind of funny that they made this the main event. Colby Carino versus AJ Kazana. Again, when you had the two national champions our former national champions, you had that Trevor Murdoch in a tag team match. Any one of these could have been a world title match uh, on the – excuse me, any one of these could have been the main event for the show. And they chose Colby Carino versus Kazana. And Colby Carino already had a victory over Kazana at one point. These guys really put together a, a fun match. Um, I was surprised how good Kazana looked because I'm not a Kazana fan at all. I, I'm not a big Kazana guy at all. Uh, Colby was really out there trying to finesse Kazana. AJ Kazana is trying to use power and, and uh, his size to his advantage. So you had a very good styles clash. Um, it, it was just a lot of fun seeing it go back and forth. And one of the cool things was that Colby was looking for a submission victory because he knew that that yeah. would take him ahead in the points. Um, he ends up getting that victory with the crossface chicken wing uh, and team rebellion wins six to team gold, three team gold, not eliminated, but uh, certainly not in a good position. Right. What'd you think of this one? 
This one was probably the sleeper match for me. Uh, I, I after watching it, I was confused as to why that they were making that making it the main event. But after seeing it, I I, I knew exactly why because it went a lot harder than than it should have. It was a lot better than it should have been, and I credit a lot of that to just the the ring ability and knowledge that Colby has, you know, and 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 to an extent AJ, even though he hasn't been in for very long, that's in his DNA, and he does. I don't want to say he looks like a natural. But I think that if he had gotten involved at a younger age, we would have a very different opinion of him if we had just gotten introduced to him now. You know what I mean? If he had had seven years or so under his belt before we got introduced to him to the, what, two that he's got right now, two or three, you know, I think I think he he would be in a different. I, I think we'd be discussing him a little bit differently, because he's not a guy that I'm I, I'm big on either. You know, it, he <clears throat> he just he's lacking in areas. But again, that goes back to this is a guy that's only been doing this for a couple of years now, on a on a regular basis. So he's still got some room to grow. And this was a really good, solid match. And it's nice to see Colby going out there and putting on these matches. And this is these are the last ones that we're going to get to see, see of him in the NWA, possibly for the foreseeable future. So he's going out there and he's given us, as Meltzer would put it, five and six star matches. You know, and... I mean, just knocking them out of the park. And on a side note, I just want to say that little that little clip that they had, the the card picture, the match card picture that they had of him, I would not leave that man alone with anyone with that look that he had on his face in that picture. That's <laughs> just a sinister-looking grin on his face with the little mustache and everything. That just... I'm gonna rob your grandma, your, your your grandpa, your cousins, your auntie, <laughs> and then I'm gonna help them look for it. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a this is one of those deals. Uh, he had told DKM why he grew that mustache out because it was like some sort of Halloween costume. Yeah, and he got so much heat. At the next uh, live event he was at, that he just de- decided to keep it, and and it's and it's a great heat getter. I mean, it even outside of wrestling. I don't know if you watched um, Orange Is the New Black, but one of the guys on there was called Porn Stash. That was he was he was a, a corrections officer on there, and he had this glorious porn stash, god awful looking, but glorious at the same time, you know. And it was it's, mustaches like that are just heat getters, you know. Kobe, uh, Cody in WWE when he had the the mustache, you're right. That was a heat getter, you know. 
I don't know what it is, but mustaches are heat getters. That's why I probably don't have. That's why I don't wear one. <laughs> I don't. I shave all that. That's all shaved right there. I just yeah. got little Fu Man shoes on the side. Years ago, I used to go with just the beard. They yeah. called it the Abe Lincoln. I used to do mutton chops. I used to go with the the mustache into the sideburns, and no goatee. The wife doesn't care for it much, though, so I just started growing it all. Same. Wife likes this. Yep. Wife likes the burly guy. <laughs> well, I guess that's going to do it because we covered power. We covered what's going on in the NWA. Um, we even covered what's going on in the United Wrestling Network. Jeremy, what else do we want to talk about? Is there anything else on your mind? No. Oh, don't forget Fozzie. We, 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 uh, we, we, we got a cheap plug in there for Chris Jericho and his band. Yes. Is go support your local Fozzie cover band. I know there's one out there. There better not be. You know, what's odd is Fozzie started out as a cover band. Mongoose McQueen. Yep. Well, then that case. Let's let's do the uh, the close for the show. Of course, uh, appreciate your time this week, Jeremy. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have you as part of this show as well as the other Lions guys. Which we'll be back. Uh, well, I'll be back on Tuesday for the pre-party, and then on Wednesday we're going to have a an accumulation of the Alliance guys, uh, the Alliance guys directory, all of the Alliance guys. And that's going to be basically the finale of the year because uh, as far as I know, there won't be any more um, live pre-parties or live Alliance Guys uh, shows uh, until January. Now, you guys might surprise me, Jeremy. I don't know. You and, and, and Scoob and, and Tim could decide to, to run, but I don't know about that. I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. If that they decide to, I'm down. Well, there you go. Maybe maybe I could get Scoob to do an episode of the uh, pre-party. There you go. The story writes itself. I, I think we should do that. I think we should. You hear that, well, Dave? Anyways, we're going to wrap it up here. Again, we, we are the Alliance guys. You can see us every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday here on YouTube.com forward slash the Alliance blog. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, you can follow Jeremy at HJWOTS. That's wrestling with the MMA, don't you know? And you're you're going to start making your own content soon, right? Yes, yes, I I am working on that. I had planned on having something out this past this past weekend, but I had a toothache and had to postpone that. So I am working on that, and I, I'm I'm going to get my production value up on it before I release it. Have a little little fadeaways and all the little flourishes, you know, make it look yeah. professional because we're professionals. That's what you keep saying. Oh, we're not. We're not. But, uh, yeah, so uh, once once you do uh, have that out, we'll make sure to share that on the Alliance blog. But, again, if you haven't done so already, go follow Jeremy on Twitter. And, again, if you guys want to get into that Discord just jump on the account. Of course, we have uh, unlimited access, so if you want to be on board, come on board. We are still proudly sponsored by Dubby. Again, if you order 
your uh, W, you get 10% off. And uh, a little bit comes back my way. Plus, we have merchandise, new T-shirts. The, the newest one you guys should go check out. It's an homage to the Silverhawks. I love it. I think you will, too. Uh, you got to check that one out. You know, Jeremy, that might be on your Christmas list. That may be. That just might be. We'll figure something out. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we're going to call it a night here. Until next time, we will see you as soon as I can find the clip at the matches. Wait, wait. Thanks for joining the stream. This has been a presentation of Alliance-Wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you'll never miss a future episode? I'd also like to remind you we do a live stream every Tuesday at 5 p.m. before NWA Power. You can find us on social media at The Alliance Blog. And until next time, we are The Alliance.